Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Hey, we we love to keep talking, man, and and I'm so happy that you came on here with us. Uh, excited, excited to have you on. Um, we wanted to, real quick though, if we could, have you as our celebrity guest picker this week and pick eight picks, and then let you let you get on out of here and uh, you know. Awesome, man. Hey, let's go. Let's rock and roll. All right, so CJ, you want to go ahead and start with the first one, there, buddy? Yeah, I'm gonna start uh, with the first one here. Um, We'll just we'll just go ahead and start in Morgantown, uh, Texas. Rolling in losers of five straight uh, into Morgantown. Uh, West Virginia is a three point favorite in that one. Um, total sitting, uh, total sitting at uh, fifty six and a half. Kind of, what's your thoughts on that one, there, Quincy? Uh, you know what? Uh, even though I like to look, you know, it's a lot. I know they say the loss is lost, but I, I believe they did score fifty two points last week, didn't they? <laughs> somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. So uh, fifty-six, uh, fifty-six. So yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, nothing's wrong with the offense, obviously. So you know, it's always you know fine-tuning with the defense, or you know, sometimes people just scheme, scheme the heck out of you. But uh, I think senior day, I think you know, West Virginia still has a chance in a bowl. They can finish six and six. I think, I think they eke one out. I, want, I don't want to say overtime, but I think, I think they, they eke one out in the end, and you know, everyone goes home happy in Morgantown. Love it, Quincy. Love it. Hey, so do we like do we like the total over or under? I mean, you said the offense is looking good for Texas, so oh yeah, you, I'm going under. I'm oh. going under with this one. You I like think, our defense? I, I think I think that. Yeah, uh, I like our I like our defense against them. Not, 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 I think we can. I think there will be trouble moving the ball against you know some of those big uglies they got up front. Absolutely. Okay, so so I know you said it was your East after win. So are you taking Texas to cover that three? Yeah, that sounds about right. Do, 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 do we have a Phil Brady? I don't know who kicks for us this year, but I, I, I see, I see, a, I see a field goal with last with the whole with the whole whole by the defense in the end. Hey, that's CJ's alma mater there, Casey Leg at Cross Saints Christian kid. So he he definitely knows who's the kicker. Oh, whatever, there it is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, do that and you know, walk off with a Lou Groza award as he walks off the field. Heck yeah. Hey Quincy, you mentioned about eking out the bowl game though, right? How important do you think that is to the development of this program for them to get these two wins and to be in that bowl game? Extremely important. Extremely. Because, again, with young guys, you know, bowl prep that gives you 12 or 13 more practices at it, you know, with these young guys. And uh, I think uh, nothing like, well, I don't care if you go to the Blue Bonnet Bowl, nothing like bowl practice. It helps you, you know, you get gifts, you get to travel. You know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's something special. And I, I know people – um, I'm biased because you know, I got to go to a bunch of bowls when I was in school, and you know, the whole time you know, we were at WU back there. So, uh, bowl prep is definitely important. I think you know, I think the desperation of that, and I think you know, we'll get we'll put them over the edge. Awesome, hey Quincy. So, you know, we talked a lot about the run versus Miami. So, the next game here we wanted to hit on Virginia Tech at Miami. The Hokies are a eight point dog. Who do you like in that one down at the Orange Bowl, the new Orange Bowl, or Hard Rock, or whatever the hell they're playing these days? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, wherever they're playing now. Um, you know, and I, I believe that they just let the coach go for Virginia Tech, so I know that's got to add another <laughs> dynamic to it and having to travel. 
you know, the ACC is, is kind of the wild, wild west where the one well, you never know what you're getting. But I think, you know, Miami has enough at, at, at home to, 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 to pull that one off. Gotcha there, Quincy. So next one here, obviously, old rival and Pitt hosting Virginia, a team that, you know, played in the Tire Bowl there. Uh, Pitt is a 14-and-a-half point favorite. I think they're kind of worried about Virginia's quarterback's health. What do you like in that game? Yeah. Uh, Pitt's defense is awesome. I got a chance to watch them last uh, week against North Carolina, and, they, you know, they struggled. But when it, when it was time to rev it up, they revved it up and, you know, shut them down. So, uh uh, as much that pains me to say, I, I, I like Pitt over over Virginia this week. Yeah, it definitely has to pain you. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounded like that hurt <laughs> a little bit. And Quincy, I know you had to watch the end of that game, man. That rain coming down at the end was that not insane? Oh, t- the torrential downpour! I've Whew. never seen anything like it. You, you thought you were in like the Amazon. Or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it, it was it was Pittsburgh. It, it's kind of like that Forrest Gump rain there, man. You know, it was raining for 30 days and 30 nights, it felt like. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden it was done. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Pitt, I mean, I, mean, I think, I think they, they've got that quarterback ranked high. You know, they're, Pitt, Pitt, they're a really good team this year, so I, I think they got more than enough to get past Virginia this year. Hey, so next one here, Quincy. Uh, this one's probably going to be a little a little more uh, maybe an easy one, but it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of points here. You know, Rich Rod down there at Fun Row. We like to call him Fun Row. The Warhawks going to LSU down at the Bayou. Pepper to Gumbo, Coach O, uh, potentially one of his last games there in Death Valley. Um, who do you like? LSU's a twenty-nine point favorite in that one. Oh boy, oh boy, and you know, and in your heart of hearts, you think, well, they would, but I believe they've struggled all year. <laughs> you know, so uh, I would take the under on that one. LSU to win, but uh, to, for four touchdowns better, I, I, I don't see that. <laughs> taking taking Rich taking Rich in that offense there to to take a chance there on him. I like it. Yeah, there you go. Just enough, just enough to hang, and you know, you go. Especially, you know, I, we've been we've been in games where you know you're not expected to win. As long as you can make put a little doubt in them early or late. You know, and the crowd kind of gets gets on them. You know, it's one of those those things where you can, you know, kind of kind of win, get the momentum swing a couple of times. So, okay, um, I want to kind of run you up a little close to kind of where you are there, uh, Cincinnati, uh, number five in the country, um, knocking on the door there for for a playoff bid. They're hosting SMU. That's a three thirty yeah. kickoff there at Nippert Stadium. Cincinnati, an eleven and a half point home favorite. Yeah, wow, it's pretty big, sir. <laughs> pretty big. You know what? Um, got a chance to see them play. Uh, of course, you know, Coach Crook. Uh, Definitely a good, good friend of mine was with us with WU's O line coach there, um, uh, but Cincinnati's on a mission, man, and and I, and I think now they don't have to worry about style points as much, you know, because teams in front of them all have to play each other. So I think they can just play. I think that last couple of weeks, you know, it's been in the back of their mind, like, hey, we have to win big, we have to win big, and, and you can't you can't do that. So, um, but SMU's pretty good, uh, but traveling Dallas to Cincinnati, I'm, I, I will go with you know the home the home team. No, no, no. I like that. That eleven sounds good there. I like that, Quincy. I think you make a great point about when you have to feel like you have to win big, it doesn't happen. And now you're playing a team that's expected to kind of be in the game with you. Maybe you can just go play. Love that pick. 
and say the next game we got here, um, one of the games of the weekend, number seven, Michigan State, going to the old horseshoe to take on the number four ranked Buckeyes. Yeah. Ohio State is a 19 point favorite. What are you thinking there, Quincy? Boy, my goodness. <laughs> Some big numbers, man. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, the big talk all week has been, you know, can Michigan State's pass defense go against the best pass defense in the country? And you know, usually when that, that's the storyline, you know, there's going to be something else. And I think, um, you know, Ohio State is best when they're balanced, you know. So it's, it's going to be that give or take. You know, do we run the ball and pass or do we just go run? I mean, just go pass and try to, to, try to do kind of, you know, because, I mean – Purdue did beat Michigan State, but Ohio State has so many better athletes than Michigan State. You know, if that makes you know, if that makes sense. So it's a better matchup for them than it would be for Michigan State. Michigan State's a gritty, you know, hard nosed, hard nosed, hard nosed team. But those teams play well against those kind of guys. So I actually like Michigan State. You know, this week uh, I'm gonna go with toughness over over finesse. Absolutely, and that and that PJ Walker. Um... Or in, in Walker, the running back there for Michigan yeah, State. Kenneth yeah, Kenneth Walker. I don't know why I said PJ. I'm thinking quarterback, Quincy. My bad, buddy. There's something, there's something about noon kickoffs, man, where, you know, you, get, you gotta get up early, you eat team, team dinner at, team, team dinner at six in the morning, you know, so I like those early kickoffs where you have to play a big, big time game. You like the grittiness of the Spartan, of the Spartans. I like that. Last, last pick here, uh, Quincy. Oregon, number three in the country, going out to Utah, Rice Eccles Stadium, taking on the Utes. Utah is actually a three-point favorite in this game. Do you think they turn over the apple wow. cart and mess up the whole playoffs right here on Saturday night? Wow, that's a uh, way. So there's some. Uh, I'm sure there's some money moving this week. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, but you know, Oregon. But I feel like Oregon's on a mission. You know, I feel like you know they won. They've been, they're battle tested. You know, they went to Ohio State. One, they had to win some close games. Of course, they lost to Stanford, but you know that's a tough place to play, anyways. But I think you know, I think you know, coach has their attention, and, and I think you know everything's ahead of them. You know, and I think you know, uh, I'm not saying you know they don't, they don't, I don't think they win with style points because Utah's <laughs> no one goes in there and wins. But I think they, I think they eke one out and you know continue this march that they're on. Yeah, I think he's kind of thinking like the rest of us. Um, you know, Blaine and I are, are are high on Utah right now, especially the way they've been playing. And, yeah, and you know, and they've had such an emotion, they've had such an emotional year. They've had a couple players, you know, pass away. You know, so mm-hmm. they're riding that emotion. So, you know, I think you know a couple big plays can you know kind of put the air in the balloon there, and they can kind of get get out of there with a win. They kind of pop it real quick. You like you said, Oregon is on a mission, Quincy. I I kind of I kind of see where you're coming from there with that, and Utah. They're really built up high right now for it. But like you said, if a couple big plays go Oregon's way, all of a sudden it kind of deflates it real quick too. Exactly. And, and, you know, athlete for athlete, you know, you've seen in the Ohio State game, they had just as many, you know, as Ohio State did. You know, they recruited really, really, really well there. So uh, I think, you know, as long, outside of there being a snowstorm or something out, out, outrageous going on out there, I think, you know, Oregon, Oregon handles business on the road. <laughs> well, it's Utah. You never know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, hell, I mean, I think it was 70 degrees here in Charleston today. So. <laughs> Somehow, some way, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take it. Hey, Quincy, thank you so much for uh, for stepping in here on the porch, man. And like we said, 
Chairs open on Tuesdays for the playoff rankings anytime, man. And we'd love to have you back yeah, whenever you'd yeah, like we'll, to come we'll, on, man. We'll, 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 be, we'll be together for the last one. Here. I like uh, that. So by that time, there'll be, there'll be some carnage, you know, so after those championship games, you know, some hurt. So, you know, because you, you know Big Brother will always try to push, push the, the blue bloods in there. So will they, will they actually let one of the little guys get in? I, I think that's going to be a, a great, great drama. I, I like drama. You know, I think I think it's great for college football. I wish there was, I wish they gave you know Coastal and those guys a little more love. I think UTSA they're still undefeated, ain't they? Yes, they are. The Roadrunners got UAB this weekend. Yeah, Should be a so, fun one. You know, no one, no, no one even talks about. Them, so I, I think it's great. You know, I, I think that that's what makes college football. You know, people go. You know, not everybody wants to go see Alabama win by forty. They want to see you know, Alabama be in the game with somebody. You have to, you know, so. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting, but yeah, I would, I'd love to link back up with you guys and see, see where we're at in the college football world here in three weeks. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, Quincy, thank you so yeah, much, man. Absolutely. So, CJ, uh, just got done talking with the, your boy Q there. And I'd say a friend of the program and uh, excited that uh, potentially he'll be coming back to the committee room. But it's time to, to make some picks here, buddy. And, uh, you know, we've been doing pretty well here against the guest pickers. You did well last week, obviously, 6-2. and two. I'm nipping at Copernicus Hills. We'll hear it from him in the backside. And um, our celeb guests, though, are um, on the season a a nice little round 10-14. and 14. So, Quincy's got a lot of uh, work to, to kind of catch up to uh, me and Copernicus. And uh, in terms of in terms of yourself, you're, you're right there with him as well. Yeah, um, I, yeah, he's definitely got some work to do, but um, yeah, his his picks, I I kind of liked where he was leaning with a lot of them, so you know, and and hopefully you know Zach you know gets that ego deflated a little. Um, he he needs to uh, he he needs to take a like a two and six week. He hasn't had a really really bad week yet. No, he he's been five hundred or then pulling out those seven and one craps. We oh. shall see what happens, but we'll hear more from Copernicus later. Let's get to the Nooner, CJ. Um, first one we want to hit on real quickly, briefly, because you can listen to more about this game, Battle of the Four and Sixes in Morgantown, um, on our Quincy and the Longhorns pod. Uh, but Texas, West Virginia, uh, Quincy was taking the Mountaineers on the money line to eke it out, um, and the total is under. Uh, what are you feeling here, CJ, real briefly, and, and I'll kind of tell them my pick as well, but you can get more of that on the uh, Longhorns and uh, Quincy podcast. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, this game comes down simply to me is just, you know, who wants to be there, um, you know, who still wants to play, um, who still wants to fight uh, for their season. Um, so that's what it's going to come down to. Um, you know, obviously I favored the Mountaineers in that one and, and like the under in it. CJ, I'll be honest, I think we're going to be ready to play. And um, I I have a feeling that the total is very much where it should be. Um, could really go either way. Um, let's let's go ahead here and my friend and get to the uh, to the to the rest of these to the noon slate here. And I think you know the biggest game of the weekend uh, on the shoe, you know, on the banks of the old Intangi. The Buckeyes, number four in the country, hosting number seven, Michigan State. Ohio State, a 19-point favorite, CJ. Games on ABC. The total is 69 in the hook. I'm going to tell you right now, I like the under in this football game. Um, 
could kind of be a a nasty, you know, grayish Columbus November Saturday. And I just think that Michigan State is going to try and muddy this up a little bit with our boy Kenneth Walker. Um, and I just – I'm not sure about Ohio State just blowing them out. But I know you've been more more kind of in tune with the Buckeyes than I have been this year in terms of the psyche and where they're at. Do you think C.J. Stroud and the boys have a big day through the air? Am I kind of underesting, underestimating them and hoping that Michigan State keeps it close? Yeah, I – Part of me wants to say you might be um, here. The one thing is, is, is we talked really last year, you know, that Ohio state's weakness was defense and this year it hasn't been great, but they've been decent. They've been good enough. Um, you know, they're only giving up 20 points a game um, three sixty eight total. Um, the, the thing that Looking at this game, and, and I favor Ohio State. I don't know cover. Uh, 19's a, a big number. It's for, too big. It's too big. I, I think it might be too big. This isn't per don't rolling in there. Um, this is Michigan State. They're, they're, they're a legit team. This is the best team they've faced since Oregon, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, most definitely. Um, but the one thing that concerns me for Michigan State is – they're very balanced offensively, but you know they're almost 200 yards rushing. They're 250 passing, but the, most of their passing yards come off of you know play action or safeties get sucked down into the box trying to stop Walker. They take big shots. Well, Ohio State has stuffed the run all year, and if Michigan State then can't keep that defense honest and run that play action, it gets very very tough. Michigan State has been not has not been real good when facing guys that like to throw the ball. I I think Ohio State. I think C.J. Stroud, Chris Olave, because you haven't really heard his name a ton this year. Well, he was your Heisman dark horse preseason Olave. I remember that C.J. Yeah, um, I don't know. This just feels like a spot where Ohio State offensively is kind of rolling. Um, give 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 me C.J. Stroud than the Buckeyes offense to make some plays to win this thing. I don't think they cover, but I could see them winning by 14 or 17, but 19 just feels too big. No, I think I'm with you on that, CJ, about 19 feeling too big. I will say this real quickly. I don't think the Buckeyes have faced the talent at the running back position they're about to face this Saturday since the games in September when they kind of looked rather pedestrian against the run with uh, Muhammad Abraham before he got hurt. And then in the game there against Oregon at the shoe in a game they lost when Verdell ran for 161 and two touchdowns. So I just have a feeling that they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better than what you know the numbers say that Ohio State's going to give up on the ground. I think it allows them to keep it close. And I also think that the, the, the under is definitely the play in this thing. I think the Buckeyes probably do win, CJ. I think you're right about that. But I'm thinking more of like a 30-20 to 20 type game, not, you know, a game in which the Buckeyes are winning by 20 and you're scoring 70 points between the two teams. Just my thought. Oh, no, no, I, I agree with you. And the only reason I was thinking 17 is like, I could see it like they get, you know, one of those late garbage touchdowns, you know, Ohio state grabs one of those late garbage things or something wonky happens, but no, I, I could see this thing being 10, 13 would be the where, where I really feel the most comfortable in, in saying, I, I will say this, CJ, I think, and we've made a good point about this in the past is that, the one area of Michigan State's team that concerns me the most, right, is that secondary. 
And like you said, Ohio State with Stroud's ability to hit like a receiver like Olavale having a big game tomorrow could see that be a could see that being a problem. Both teams, I think, are going to run the ball decently on the other on the other team. I think obviously Michigan State's ability to run is is most winning the game. Um, if Walker has a good game, a it'll put him really up into the Heisman conversation as like maybe a front runner, and b it'll really give Sparty, Mel Tucker, and the boys a shot uh, to win this thing. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see. I think it's either, see, let's put it this way. Michigan State's either going to make this game a really tight four-quarter game or Ohio State is absolutely going to boat race them. There's going to be no in-between. No, I, I, I would agree with you on that. I think, yeah, I'm with you. It's either going to be really close or, you know, this thing will be over by the third quarter. Um, but I expect Michigan State to – to put up a fight to be in this thing um, probably through three and then maybe Ohio state kind of pulls away from, from there. Um, you know, I really like what Michigan state's doing, um, you know, and Mel Tucker about to get paid for it. Oh, he's definitely going to get paid. And I love the under. So if you want to get paid, take the under, I believe yeah. so as well. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go to the game that at noon as well. Uh, Wake forest, number 10 in the country going down to Death Valley, taking on the Tigers. A seven and three Clemson team is a four point favorite against the number 10 team in the country. Now, CJ, what do we know? When a unranked team is spotting a ranked team, you take the unranked team. So I believe Clemson, despite everything in my gut telling me it's probably not a great idea, I think their offense is semi coming around a little bit. Um, and I think they'll be able to run the football one Wake Forest in that defense, which is not great. I think Sam Hartman, this might be one of the better defense, probably the best defense he will have faced all year in Clemson. I think they'll get after him a little bit. And I think at home, I'll take the Tigers. Dabo and the boys will bring their own guts, and they'll win this thing, uh, and they'll cover that four-point spread. 56-and-a-half the total. I do – I don't know. That's probably not even worth looking at one way or the other because – Wake does have that explosive offense. Clemson's not explosive on offense. And the defense for Wake is tissue paper thin at times, and Clemson's is very stout. So not a total I'm trying to get involved with, but I do like Clemson minus four at home. Yeah, I do too. Um, this kind of feels like a funky spot. You know, if you're Wake, you wrap up a Charlotte uh, with a win. But this just kind of seems like a spot where – I like Clemson in this one. And here's something, too, to remember. And I think this plays into it, and I think this might be why the wise guys out in Vegas are, you know, favoring Clemson. Clemson is has won its last 33 at home. It's a 33-game home winning streak. Dates back to 2016. Hmm. Valley's not a place you just roll up in and win. So... And and here's and here's a real fun trivia for you. Wake has lost its last twelve to Clemson. Can you tell me when it the last win Wake had against Clemson? Uh, would it have been that Orange Bowl year with Jim Gray with the helm? Nope. Before actually, Dabo got there, actually, you might be right. Two thousand and eight. I think that might have been that Orange Bowl that, team, and they had been mocking the boys. Team. But here's what's interesting. Wake is the team that got Tommy Bowden yep. dismissed and Dabo hired. Yep. 
little little symmetry there for you. So, um, but I'm hmm. with you. I, I, I like Clemson in this one at home. Um, they start. They're. I don't think they're still real explosive offensively. Maybe starting to kind of figure it out a little bit. But that defense is elite. Um, and and we know Clemson at home, very very tough to beat. Dabo will have his guys fired up. Um, you know, Wake's had a really good year. Just I, I and Sam Hartman has played phenomenally. I mean, thirty touchdowns in the year, CJ. Yeah, he's played absolutely great. Yeah, he's 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 been lights out. I just. I, it, it's tough for me to go against against Dabo and Clemson and what they've done. Uh, we talked about it, um, you know, on the Bring Them Out podcast of, about, you know, how long it's been since they've lost six games in a year. So, I mean, granted, this would only be lost four, but still it's got to be a while since that's happened. Yeah, give, give me give me Dabo and the, and the Tigers at home. And uh, I love – and I, and I wouldn't touch the over-under in this thing at all. No, I'd agree, CJ. But, you know, something else I will say – Depending on which way the steam goes before kickoff tomorrow, be careful about Clemson laying them too many because there is a chance that they win it with defense and maybe some special team type plays and they win by like, you know, four if the number gets up to four and a half or five even before well, kickoff. So just be, be wary of that. Yeah. Well, and it's a good thing you brought that up because this actually opened at four and a half. For so you might actually be able to get that down to three and a half before kickoff and, and really, and, and jump on that and feel real good about it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see which way that number goes. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see which way it goes um, because depending on which way, I mean, obviously you can you get a lot of benefit. Those hooks are, are, are big sometimes. Speaking of a hook, CJ, yeah, another nooner, Oklahoma coming off the loss, hosting Iowa State on Fox. Uh, the Sooners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, number 13 in the country in that CFP poll, and the total is 59 in the hook. I'm going to be honest right now. I think Oklahoma is going to let that loss last week beat them twice. I'll take Iowa State to go in there and get this W. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, same thing, and I and I don't know. Maybe you've seen it. Did Lincoln <laughs> make starter? Uh, that's a good question, CJ. I would. I don't know. I, I really don't. I I, I I wish I was a little more update on that. But yeah, I I'm not either. Uh, I'm with you though. I, I Matt Campbell, Brock Purdy. Um, if it's Caleb Williams, I mean, they'll, <clears throat> I think defensively, um, it'll be a lot like we saw last week, um, you know, and it was kind of what I had said I was waiting on to see with him. Like, what's he do when he sees defenses that can be multiple? And you uh, did call that. You and yeah. Ray both called that. I will give you 100% kudos <laughs> for that call. You know, and 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 for Caleb Williams, it, it's it's a fantastic thing for him to happen as a freshman. Kind of go through some of those lumps, learn it. it it's a, it's a part of the process. I don't think that's going to stunt his development. The kid's still a world class athlete. The kid's guy's going to be a fantastic quarterback. But sometimes you you have those moments. This is another week, another defense that can be physical, that can be multiple, um, that can that can cause you some some issues. Um, but I'm with you. I like Iowa State. Um, it's simply just because, well, quite frankly, screw Lincoln Riley, and I want to hear their fan base chant for Spencer Rattler this week. <laughs> you you want to make sure that old Lincoln's hearing it, and not just because of his ability to uh, make some of the worst barbecue in the country. 
or 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 bitch about people kicking field goals. That was ridiculous as well. Like, yeah. he he needs to look at himself in the mirror when he talks about anybody doing certain things um, because he's he's one of the worst defenders of anybody. Um, but see, and I'll I, tell you this too. I'll go and ahead. I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I'm a little leaning on the over just because I, I, Iowa State is good defensively, uh, but you've seen them prone to giving up some points here and there. And Oklahoma offensively is still really good. So I, I could see both offenses putting putting on a show here this week. That's I me. Mean, it's a good point, CJ, but I will say this too. I think both defenses are are pretty solid. Although Iowa State last week head scratching loss to Texas Tech. Uh to, you know, and I mean a sixty two yarder at the gun. I mean, that's just it a wild game. And by the way, we'll get to the Red Raiders later, but did you hear that their announcers got banned along with the student section? It must have been a wild scene down there in Lubbock last Saturday night. Um, yeah, the, the announcers, it was – and I the clip's been floating on social media, and I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. I do have it saved uh, to listen to, and I have not gotten to it yet. But apparently – Saying the Big 12 wanted Iowa State to win, or no way they were going to let them lose. Yeah, they were questioning the integrity of the officiating in the conference. And, I mean, here's my thing. <laughs> That's the Big 12 to me being a little soft. Oh, it most certainly is. You know, like that, that, that why do you stance, have rabbit ears? What's rabbit? Yeah. What are these rabbit ears for here? Yeah, that, that stance is, you know, softer than TCU's defense. Like, just calm it down. Like, Tony's almost been there at times, and it's kind of like those guys are the home crowd. Like, just let them play to their crowd. Stop having rabbit ears. Yeah. Nobody actually believes that crap outside of maybe the fan base, but who the hell cares? And if they want to think it, they can think it. No, no, no issues. They're going to post it on social media. Hell, hell, I've been guilty of posting the Big Twelve having an agenda because sometimes it feels like that because you're in the moment and you're emotional. Just stop being petty. I 100% agree, buddy. 100% agree. And and back to kind of the put the little finishing touches on this football game itself. I will say this: Oklahoma is. offensively with the inconsistencies against Iowa State's defense, that's why I would more lean the under in this game because I, I think Oklahoma and I and Iowa State will kind of play a game in the mid-20s. Maybe the winning team gets 30, but I don't think both get there, and you need both to get there to get to that total. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. It, it's not one I would touch. I just, just kind of – I don't know. It just kind of has that feeling – I mean, because we've seen Iowa State be explosive. We've seen Oklahoma be explosive. I, I wouldn't touch it, but if you ask me to pick one way or the other, I, I was, I'm i leaning a little a little towards the over. But I think that hook might be what gets you. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And But I'll say this, too, on that note on this game. I do love Iowa State rebounding off the loss. Oklahoma, you know, they kept winning games this year and kept thinking they were good, and they finally take an L. I think they might take another one this Saturday, uh, even at home. But I like Iowa State being battle-tested, I think. Not saying that this season's been a failure for them, but if they go into Norman and win, and the Matt Campbell and the boys are sitting there at 7-4 and four with it, with, a, with a game next week against TCU to go to 8-4, and four, win that, and you're 9-4 and four winning a bowl, I feel like you would still feel like that's a successful season out there in Ames. And I think that might be their goal starting this Saturday. 
Yeah, I think they would still call it successful. Obviously, it wouldn't be, you know, what they expected and what the the anticipations on the year were. Um, but I, I still think you'd feel pretty pretty good about it if you're an Iowa State fan. Absolutely, CJ. Um, some more nooners here, and there's no lines on these because it's the SEC doing what they do best and deciding to play absolute cupcakes in the second last week of the season. Georgia 10-0, they're going to play Charleston Southern. Name the score. Um, <laughs> that thing will be over, that will be over eight minutes into the first quarter. Question, does Charleston Southern score in the game? Yes no. or no? No. I'm going to say they get a field goal, CJ. Maybe Georgia puts the ball in the carpet once. Um, and I'm probably running my luck there. I will not make the same bet as I did with the Tennessee game with you. I promise that. <laughs> um, Prairie View A&M and Texas A&M. 7-2 uh, and two Prairie View. Watch out, Aggies. No, not really. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you about to put on upset alert? Uh, not, not quite. And then Tennessee State. Uh, goes to Mississippi State, uh, Tennessee State five and five, um, and Mississippi State back in the rankings at six and four. Will Rogers, Mike Leach, and the boys going to throw it all over the yard there. Um, so interesting. Uh, and why did I say interesting, CJ? Those are not interesting. Those are absolute snooze fest in the SEC. Thanks SEC for doing what you do best um, and playing cupcakes the second last week. Also another cupcake SEC team at noon. Kentucky hosting your boys, New Mexico State, one and nine with them two losses to Hawaii on the year. Kentucky's a 36 point favorite, CJ. The total's at 60. I love the under because there's no way New Mexico State's going to really score points. And I don't think Kentucky's going to absolutely boat race them. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw like a 42 to nothing type game. Yeah, that that that's gonna be like forty two nothing, maybe forty nine, fifty two somewhere in there. Uh, but you're gonna get absolutely no help on the back end. I mean, you're gonna need Kentucky to score sixty one, and I just I, as bad as New Mexico is. Hey, hold on, it's New Mexico State, CJ. You take you don't talk down the, on the Lobos like that, buddy. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Is New Mexico State as bad as they are? I just Mark Stoops isn't gonna put seventy on the board just for shits and giggles. Like that's not really who he is. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Take, take I would agree. Yeah, I think easy money. Yeah, I think the under is a easy play here. Um, some more nooners there, CJ, to kind of group up there. A couple in the Big Ten. You got Perdont. The Purple Cats producing eleven point favorite in that game. Um, the total is at. 47 and a half. Anything stick out to you there big time? Um, not really. Um, the, the one interesting thing though is Northwestern can really be gotten on the ground. Like their secondary has been really good. Um, Purdue likes to throw it around. So that's kind of an interesting matchup. I agree, CJ. I agree. Really attack Northwestern on the ground, but Purdue doesn't run the ball. So, to me, that's just kind of an interesting matchup to watch, you know, and, Purdue's passing attack against a pretty good secondary and, and see how that plays out. I think Purdue finds a way to win it. Um, but I kind of like Northwestern to cover that 11. I would agree, CJ. And the line itself kind of stinks at 11. That's a weird line. Um, and it's also senior day there in Evanston. Yep. So maybe yep. you're going to be a little cautious, too. 
Fitzgerald's got those purple cats kind of ready to roll. They, they're a proud program. They're not having a good year. Wouldn't be shocked at all to see Northwestern cover that game. Another kind of proud program, kind of struggling a little bit. Penn State, six and four versus a five and five Rutgers. Are the Nittany Lions uh, versus Wood Crew, who came away with a big win against Indiana last week, 38 to three. I mean, Rutgers went away from bowl eligibility in, in Chiana's first year, which is just wild to think. It is his first year, correct, CJ? Um, no, he was actually there last year for the COVID year. Oh, well, sorry about that, Greg. Um, but, hey, <laughs> if, you know, and they've got Maryland the final week, so there's a couple opportunities. I like Rutgers to cover 18 in the hook, CJ. I really do. I don't think yeah. Penn State's that great. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, uh, Rutgers has been kind of kind of a fascinating team. Um you know, I, I think defensively, especially they're 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 taking on Greg's personality. Um, they're scrappy. They fight. Um, they're not. I won't say devoid of talent, but there's not a ton of talent on that defensive side of the ball. But they fight and they scrap and they just keep coming at you, which is kind of Greg's personality, right? He's that keep chopping that wood. Yeah, just keep coming, keep fighting, keep straining. You know, as, as Neil would say, strain. Well, he got that from Stu. Leave no doubt about it. Yeah. So this one, this one kind of it could be a pretty interesting matchup. I do like Rutgers to cover this simply just because Penn State offensively isn't isn't built to blow people out. No, they're not, CJ. Not at all. And honestly, too, um, I feel like you know Penn State can win this thing by seventeen, and you still get your cover. So definitely worth looking into um, North Carolina. And, and, and let's oh. just say this real quick. Uh, part of me is rooting for Rutgers to get a win over the next two weeks just to get them bowl eligible to get that program feeling good about itself again. I'd agree, CJ. I'd agree. And, and, I, and for Shiana to be the one to get them back there, just is kind of really a nice little story for sure. Um, want to go ahead and hit on these games here real quickly at noon. BC and Florida State. BC's a two-point favorite, CJ, and the total is 55-and-a-half. I personally like BC to get this win over Florida State, although Florida State's playing much better football. But Jerkovic being back there for BC, it's really helped them. And I think they're going to set themselves up with a nice little contest there against Wake to potentially uh, get themselves to eight and four, close out the season strong here. I really like BC and what they're doing. Um, that defense is pretty stout. And, um, you know, they've, they've looked good the last two weeks um, and wins over VT and Georgia Tech. I expect them to get the win over Florida State as well. Yeah, and this is this is kind of an interesting one because this is two teams that have been playing better lately. You know, you look at Florida State, I mean, a 10-point loss to Clemson, which really wasn't a 10-point loss. You know, that was a four-point game. Late, funky touchdown pushes that to 10. <laughs> oh, do we ever know that? Yeah. Um, you know, they they gave NC State everything they could handle um, at a 28-14 loss there and then obviously get the win over rival Miami. Um, you know, BC the last two weeks has looked really good. Um, what's kind of crazy is, is Florida State, with two weeks to go, still has an opportunity to get bowl eligible. And who would have thought that early in the year? I will tell you this, CJ. There was a gentleman in the power press box where I work at times who said Florida State will find a way to make a bowl game. And we were laughing him out of the building 
uh, when they started the year 0-4. And, four. and um, he's proving proving to be right at this point in time. So shocked they beat Miami last week. Um, granted, who knows? I mean, they've got a chance. They could definitely beat Florida. They won this. They could. There's an opportunity there. Although I do really like the way BC's playing football, CJ, and I also think in this game I'm leaning under as well. Um, one other one that I, I definitely wanted to hit on here with with you at noon: um, Conference USA matchup, Western Kentucky six and four hosting FAU five and five. Uh, Bailey Zapp continuing to f- sling it around. Western Kentucky's now in the driver's seat, although. They've got to go to Marshall next Saturday, and if the herd wins and um, against Charlotte, that'll be for the title and a chance to take on potentially the Roadrunners meep, meep, in the uh, in that Conference State Championship game. Although the Blazers have something to say about that, and we'll talk about that later. But um, what do you think here, CJ? Do you like West Kentucky to roll in this one, or do you like FAU to kind of uh, kind of put Marshall back in the driver's seat and kind of make it potentially a three-way tie, potentially if FAU could win and continue to win and get some help next week too? Um, yeah, I like Western Kentucky to win. Um, but I'm, I'm leaning towards FAU to cover cause I think the hook gets you. Um, cause this one's kind of interesting. Like both defenses have been, you know, not, they haven't been great, but they haven't been God awful. I agree with that. Um, you know, West Kentucky's and, defense is starting to kind of hang around there. 21, 21, 13, 19, 20 in the last five during that winning streak that they've had where they've yeah. kind of retaken over the conference. And yeah, they've, they've, they've kind of started to figure it out. And I think what's helped is is their offense has been putting up yards and putting up points. And you kind of – if you can get out in front of somebody, you know, a couple of scores, you start forcing the other teams to get a little more one-dimensional get out of your game, right? We, we saw this with, with Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, right? They get out to – they quick strike. Seven nothing, seven three, fourteen three, twenty one three, and all of a sudden now you're watching the other team's offensive coordinator completely scrap the game plan because you're going, oh, they're just going to put up points. We can't, we 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 can't do this anymore. Nope. And so I think that that's really kind of helped their defense in that regard. Is is they force some of these teams to come back out of their game plan. Like Charlotte ditched the game plan early, and. So that's really kind of helped their defense, and it's minimalized some of the stuff they've asked them to do. Um, and that's really, I think, been a big help for them. Um, like I said, I like Western Kentucky to win. Just have a feeling that hook kind of gets you on the cover. I'd agree, CJ. And, and one other quick one at noon, because I feel like it's something we got to hit on here real fast. Akron is a Akron at home hosting Kent State. Kent State can lose, be five and six, and still be playing and, and win the Mac East next week. The total is 73, and 13 and a half is the line for Kent. I like Dax Crum, Michael Cooper, and the boys to win big in that Mac East matchup. Um, a one o'clocker, CJ, Coastal, laying 24 against your fighting Spavadols. Are you taking Jake and those guys to cover, or uh, are you rolling and, and with the boys on the teal? I, I'm actually going to take uh, Spav and them to cover. Um, my heart wants me to just be like, oh, they're going to flat out and out win it. But, no, not a chance. But I, I'm not gonna go that that far. Not not gonna go that far. Um, but the only reason I would say cover is is we've seen now coastal um just how different they are offensively um without McCall. 
um he's you've said it you know he he's the engine he's the stir that you know he's the straw that stirs the drink uh yep. they go as he does um they look very pedestrian offensively without him um so i, I think coastal at home they find a way to win it um you know this is senior day down there too uh for coastal so um they'll be fired up for that but um 24 is an awful big number with without McCall. Yeah, it, just, it feels way too big a number. And Coastal's kind of keeping that goal maybe now of winning 10 on the season. And um, I, I think that they'll they'll find a way to, to get it done for sure. And and I, like you said, 24 is just a huge number. I don't like that at all. But give me Coastal on the teal. And, and if you're feeling scrappy, like you just want to put just a little down on it for, you know, as a just a standalone Texas State to win outright, Plus eleven hundred. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Just, just, um, just, just floating it out there. Uh, you go ahead and do that. I won't. Um, oh, I'm not. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> if you if you're getting frisky around like twelve forty five, how how frisky are you? That's my question. Um, <laughs> I never will be that frisky. A nooner, see, or excuse me, CJ. A nooner. Whew, might as well be a nooner. Typically, you you think of this game being a noon, but it's actually at two o'clock on FS1. Illinois still playing for bowl eligibility goes to Kinnick Stadium in Iowa eight and two. I was a twelve and a half point favorite, and the total was thirty eight and a half. Yes, I said thirty eight and a half. CJ, I'm going to go and tell you this right now though. I I I just have a feeling in a total that low, you almost have to take the under. But then again, it's like I was scored twenty seven last week. They have some capability, right? Minnesota's not like you know, a bad team at all. And I was found a way to beat them. Both these teams actually found ways to beat Illinois here in the last two Illinois. Both these teams found ways to beat Minnesota the last two weeks. Cause Illinois also got a win over 14 to six. Um, I, I, I don't know. The, the more I look at it, the more I do want that under a 30 in the hook. Um, I, I just, I don't think that either team's going to run the ball extremely well. Illinois probably has a better chance to, but I was rush defense is better. Iowa hasn't been able to run the ball this year, but Illinois' rush defense is is okay and probably good enough to stop them. So, in the end, man, I think you take the under and just kind of hold your butt. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I'm I leaning towards the under, and I, I kind of like it. And the only reason I will say this is October 23rd, nine overtimes, and you still only got 38 points. <laughs> I'm Let's sorry. Everybody say that, that doesn't an, happen again. That, that was an absolute shit show. And here's the thing. Both of these offenses are atrocious. Iowa, Iowa's atrocious by design. Illinois is atrocious because of talent. And with, and I like Kurt Ferentz. I really do. But he needs to take a trip down to Tuscaloosa and talk to Nick. Because if he can't find a way to pivot his offense – they're going to be, he's going to be in real trouble to really be a true contender in the Big 12. Because you mean the Big 10 or the Big 10, sorry. <laughs> because I think you get away with it more in the Big 10, CJ. And remember, yeah, you've got to find he, a way to score points, though. Because, well, and here's the reason I say that if you look at the top of the conference, when you talk about the big boys, like Michigan State's finding a way to score points, Michigan scores points, Ohio State scores points. You want to really contend in that conference, like truly contend, you've got a way to find a way to score more than 24 a game. 
I think that's fair. I think that's definitely fair. But I'll also say this about Iowa, right? I think it's right now this way because they don't have the quarterback they really want. Like, you remember when they had Drew Tate? They were pretty good. Brad Banks all the way back in the day when he first got there. I think they're just – they know they're a little limited at that position, and they don't have the running backs they've had in the past. I was okay. I, I yeah, don't think you, you you say that, and here's a scary thought. Can you imagine Tate at quarterback with this defense? Oh, I mean, but I was always had good defenses though. Let's, well, let's I know, be honest about but that. This defense is much better, I think, than what he had. Probably fair. Probably fair. Like you um, put that that kind of talent at quarterback with with what they've had defensively there this year, they're knocking on the playoff door. Oh, I yeah. personally believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I think you're right. I think they've, they've struggled at the quarterback position. But some of that, too, still, still is a little like like scheme, like three yards in a cloud of dust sometimes. And, and and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just parents realizing that he's extremely limited at signal caller. Yeah, and knows? running back this year. Yeah. That's part of it, too. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, but Goodson's had a pretty decent year, 813 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, so – but yeah, I just I, I just I feel like Iowa's got to find a way to be better offensively if they want to be a true contender, not only in the conference but nationally. I'd agree, CJ. And talking about a true contender, we we can air quote the true contender here. But Notre Dame, number eight, nine and one, hosting Georgia Tech. You're rambling wreck. You've been kind of on them, saying they're they're getting better all year. Although the record says otherwise, at three and seven, CJ. This is the Rudy game. Final game of the season at home for the Irish. Um, and uh, they're, they're taking on Georgia Tech. Just saying, could be some magic in the air. I'll take the Irish to cover the 17 in the hook. Um, because I just, I have a feeling that the defense is really going to step up. I love the under at 58. Um, I'll say this, Notre Dame's defense really kind of showing up here lately after the North Carolina game. Three against Virginia on the road, six to Navy. They held they held USC to sixteen. Now, granted, they have two games in that stretch here in the last five. You know, North Carolina they gave up thirty four and VT twenty nine. Those aren't stellar teams, um, but Georgia Tech just seems to be going in the wrong direction. Although they're playing close games, so I don't know, CJ, you're going to make the case for them to kind of find a way to to hang around and win this thing, or do you think the Irish are just too strong and? uh our boy, our boy Kieran, Kieran Williams, I expect to have a big, big game on the ground, um, much like you did against North Carolina and USC, because I think this rush defense here from Georgia Tech is uh, not exactly stellar at all. No, it's not. And I, I think Notre Dame, just the, the caliber of athlete right now is vastly different. Um, and so I think they find a way to pull away late. I don't be surprised though if you get into a second half here and Georgia Tech still in this thing. I wouldn't be shocked by it either, CJ. It, it was it was thirty-one. Play. Yeah, I mean, because they were with BC thirty-one thirty with just under nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter of that game. I know they end up losing by eleven, but you know, and yeah, Georgia Tech's record three and seven. Yeah, you wouldn't say that, you know, but they are getting they're in a bunch of close games, and when you're building a program and you're bringing in talent, you're trying to build this thing, 
being in close games kind of happens, especially when you're doing it the right way. And what that tells me is, is this team is still fighting. They're still stri- they're they're still trying. They haven't sailed this thing in yet. Um, I don't expect that to happen. Um, I expect them to give Notre Dame a fight, but Notre Dame probably about that. Like I said, if it gets into the second half and it's still close, don't be all that horridly surprised, but Notre Dame just their, their class of athlete is so much better and they'll end up covering. I think you're right about that CJ in the end. And I will say this too. I love that under, like I was telling you before, and, man, I'd love to see some walk on get out there and maybe get his name chanted. He won't get carried off the field like Rudy, but uh, would be kind of fun. And it just kind of brings a little a little, a little, smile to my to my heart there and kind of warms it up a little bit knowing it's Georgia Tech and, and Notre Dame in a Rudy, Rudy-type game. You can't not cry. Grown men all cry watching Rudy. I don't care who you are. You can hate Notre Dame. You still – get a little misty eye when you see Rudy get that sack. I don't give a damn who you, you can't tell me otherwise. No, I, I'm with you and you'll, you'll be hard pressed to find a bigger Notre Dame hater than me. Um, but I love that movie. And yeah, I'm with you. I, I get a little misty eyed and start wondering who's cutting onions in my living room when I'm watching it. <laughs> CJ, let's get to three 30 before we just literally start crying a river right now. Um, <laughs> Michigan and Maryland. On Big Ten Network, Michigan is a 15-point favorite versus the Terps. They're going on the road uh, down there to Bird Stadium, the total 57 in the hook. And then Nebraska-Wisconsin won at 3.30 as well on ABC. The Badgers are a 9.5-point favorite, and the total is 43. What are we thinking here? Which dog would you rather have, Nebraska or Maryland? I think it's a pretty easy choice. Yeah, I think it is. And I think you and I are both going to be on the same page. Uh, for me, the easier dog's Nebraska. I agree. And I'll tell you this right now, CJ. I have a weird feeling that Nebraska might just come around here and really, really play with um, with Wisconsin. Now, granted, Wisconsin defense has been playing great football. But Nebraska, you know, I mean, they've been playing with some tight games. I mean, they lost by three to Michigan, seven to Minnesota on the road. Purdue, they lost by five at home. They lost to Ohio State uh, two weeks ago by nine. It gave them a tight game. You know, they also have a tight loss to Oklahoma early. I think they're a much better team than people think. And I, now, granted, Wisconsin's been playing very well of late. Um, you know, they've, they've given up, what, CJ? I think it's 44 points in the last five games. So they're playing very good football. But I just have a weird feeling that Nebraska's going to play in this football game and give Wisconsin everything at once. So if that line even creeps up higher to maybe, say, 10, 10 in the hook by the time this game kicks off at 3.30, give me Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers. And, CJ, by the way, if you are feeling frisky by that point in time, money line's not as much as you'd think, only 3.10. Yeah, that is kind of a kind of a head-scratcher for that, you know, almost that big of a point disparity. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Nebraska in this one um, to, to cover that. Um, like you said, they've been pesky. They've been in some games. I mean, hell, they might even actually get the bounce to go their way this time. And um, win it. Way it to... could happen. And and I will say this, complete total kudos um, to the athletic department and the, the people, the decision makers up there of coming out, standing behind Scott Frost and saying, this is our guy. We're giving him time and telling the fan base to basically just chill. <laughs> pulling Aaron Rodgers relax y'all relax you know um, and, and understanding of hey 
this program isn't where y'all think it should be. And we've got the guy that's going to get us there and, and backing him and giving him that vote of confidence publicly. I don't know. Sometimes that can almost be the kiss of death, but what that also tells me is Nebraska, their leadership is, they have their pulse on what it is. And it also tells me that Tom Osborne still has a shit ton of leeway. (laughs) Yeah, Coach Osborne uh, is is a god there in Nebraska, no question about it. And I'll say this, though, CJ, I don't want to get involved with the total, but I do love the Cornhuskers uh, as a dog in this thing, getting some points. On that Michigan-Maryland game, by the way, though, CJ, the 15 feels feels right in line. I love the way Michigan's playing. I think they might get themselves a laugher finally. And I'll say this too, CJ, the total in this game, being at 57 the hook, the way Michigan's been playing defense, I really like that under. Even the way that, that Tao's been slinging the ball. And, it, man, it took me to week, what, 11 to figure it out, but I think I finally figured out how to pronounce his name. So uh, it's it's been a long, long season, buddy. It's actually yeah. week 12, not week 11. Goodness. Yeah, and, well, and it's good you get it down because there is potential he'll be back next year. He's only a junior, so there you go. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm with you. I like Michigan in this one. Their pass rush um, has been really good. Um, I expect that to give you know Teal a ton of a, a ton of issues. Um, and it, to me, like I'd almost want to know what the prop bet for total sacks in this thing for Michigan would be because I'd almost be willing to take the over on whatever it is. Um, Here is one thing to think about though, CJ, in this game, Michigan next week does go to the shoe. Are they overlooking him a little bit? And Maryland kind of sneaks around and hangs around more than we think they should. I would, I would tend to lean that way if they were going into this thing ten and zero and have beat Michigan State. Um, but I think that loss to Michigan State um, may have galvanized them, you know, gotten their attention a little bit um, and refocused them um, and understanding. Yeah, they lost one, but they still have everything in front of. Like they can't lose again. Absolutely. I'd agree with you on that, CJ. A 3.30 game uh, as well on ESPN2 here. Virginia Pitt, you can actually stay in the Steel City for $35 in a hotel. I was told that tonight by our buddy Bryce. Um, whereas it's some 400 about an hour south down the road in Morgantown. So what's that tell you about even Pitt being ranked 18th? They still can't even sell out the joint uh, or get people real excited about that program. Um, Pickett's been great this year. Are we going to see Brennan Armstrong? Still very much kind of a wait-and-see situation. Um, they believe that he's going to be able to do more in practice. If he plays, give me Virginia plus 14 in the hook all day, CJ. Um, and as well, give us – I almost think you got to take the overs at 66. Um, but if he doesn't, I still might lean with Virginia to cover but they looked really bad against Notre Dame. And then maybe you just lay the points with Pickett and just kind of maybe even buy down that hook to get to 14. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. To me, this all depends on whether or not, you know, Armstrong plays. Here's the amazing and, – and here's what's kind of crazy about this. Pitt wins, they lock up for the second straight year of the Coastal Division. Or for the, for the second time in four years, sorry. That's close enough, buddy. Yeah, UVA – it's pit. They, we don't really give a shit if we get those facts right or not. Come yeah, on. that's that's true. You know, but UVA still has a shot here. If they win Saturday at Pitt and then win the rivalry game against Tech, they win the Coastal. 
so still very much a lot to play for here for both teams. Um, nothing's decided whatsoever. Um, for me, I'm with you. It's all on whether or not Armstrong plays. If he plays, I like UVA. If he doesn't, uh, it unfortunately will be a good day for, for Pickett and the boys up there in the Steel City. Yeah, that's and that, man, the NCG, That's a very interesting take that you have on that because I think Armstrong will want to get back out there. I think they're really missing something with this line. Yeah, um, I, I think he wants back out there. I think it's just how much can he go. I think yeah. that's that that's going to be what it is. I don't think there's any doubt the kid wants to play, but uh, I just wonder how much of that the, his body will let him at this point. Yeah, and I think that's fair, CJ, for sure. Um, let's take a look at another three thirty game in a game that's close and near near and dear to my heart. Conference USA matchup between an undefeated Roadrunners of UTSA. Me me. Going up against the Blazers, Zach's Dragon Blazers, UAB. Watched them last Saturday get a big win in Huntington in the Memorial 75 game. Um, wasn't extremely impressive, but they found a way. Bill Clark's team, the defending champs. Uh, the Roadrunners are a four and a half point favorite, CJ, in the football game. 53 and a half is the hook. Uh, excuse me, 53 and a half is not the hook. The 53 in the hook is the total. Whew, long night, buddy. Um, Games in the Alamo Dome, I personally think I like UAB to get this win. But, man, it's tough to go against uh, our boy Frank the Tank Harris there cheesing it up in his in his photo that left. He's just kind of playing some good football and sincere McCormick at running back. Roadrunners have been on a mission all year. Um, although, man, UAB is a tough physical football team, and they've got the heart of a champion in this league, so – it's going to be a very, very interesting Saturday and one that I wish people could watch, but it's on ESPN Plus, so good luck. Yeah, um, and, and UAB finds ways to win those games that aren't exactly impressive. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the Roadrunners in this one. They're at home. Uh, they got a lot to prove. Um, offensively, they've been fantastic. And and here's the other, the, the big reason, and it probably doesn't affect crap, as far as a lot's concerned, but UTSA's head coach Taylor came out, signed a big extension, got it done, took his name basically out of the runnings for any other job. Um, loved his reasoning for it. Um, basically saying he didn't want his kids answering questions about it for the rest of the year. Um, and wanted to do right by his kids. Um, that's a guy who gets it in my book. Um, I expect, and I expect his team to just, show up and ball out Saturday um, as a thank you for him on that. I'd agree, CJ. I agree with you definitely on that. we got a couple 330 kicks here, one of which um, is a Big Ten game and one that I'm, I'm very interested in and I don't really get why it's where it's at. Minnesota's only seven-and-a-half point favorite at Indiana. Um, that line stinks, and I and I'm just curious as to why it is where it is. Wrote a boat, Scotty Ma, go Gophers. I think I'll take them to get the win, but it's still a very, very precarious situation and not one I think I'm really interested in getting involved with just because, man, that line stinks. There's something wrong there. Be careful if you try and take the Golden Gophers this weekend for sure. Um, yeah, and a lot of it I think has to do with, with Tanner Morgan's struggles this year. Yeah, and, and that's fair, but Indiana's been hot garbage too, so why is it only seven and a hook? I don't know. I don't know. That to me is one to stay away from, but yeah, tune in, watch it. 
Yeah, if if you really if you so so are so inclined on Big Ten Network, because there's a lot of other good games at that point oh, in time. Yeah. So, you know, I maybe I maybe hold off. Um, let's get to another one of these games though that that's a three thirty, and I want to ask you kind of a would you rather situation here, CJ. Would you rather have your Purple Pirates of ECU going into Annapolis to the Academy, taking on the Navy, minus four? Or would you rather have App State, the Sun Belt uh, contest there, having them going into Troy, a 10-point favorite? Who would you rather be? Would you rather take lay the points with the Pirates or lay the points with the Mountaineers of the App State variety? <laughs> Um, for me, I'd rather lay the points with ECU. Um, I, I really like uh, what Coach... Even against your Navy squad, man. I know yeah. that's tough for you. Yeah, it is. It, it is tough for me. Um, but I really like what Coach Houston has going on there in Greenville. Um, as I sit here in my living room in Winterville, a stone's throw away from, from campus. Um, I, I just I really like what he's got building down there, the way they have really played here as of late. Um, three straight wins, um, including a, a big overtime win there in Memphis. Um, I really like what ECU's got going on. Um, like I said, I like Coach Houston. Didn't like him calling Holton Ayers the best quarterback in the conference last week, but I get it, back your boy. Um, but, um, no, I, I really like what ECU's doing. Uh, he's got that thing starting to kind of trend back in, in the direction in which they – they were way back. David Garrard was slinging it around. Hey, that's uh, CJ. That's interesting. You brought David Garrard and those guys because I, I do see ECU maybe trying to get back to those those days. Man, Steve Logan on the sideline. Um, East Carolina was a team that you didn't want to play, and that's kind of changed over the years. But maybe he gets back to it. However, not so fast, my friend. I will take App State, the boys from Boone, to to take a ten point. Uh, cover there and eliminate Troy from the proceedings in the division and get one step closer, essentially to locking that thing up and playing oh, come for the championship. You know the rules. You cannot go against Neil Brown's former team. You know the rules. Well, I I like Cameron Peoples and, and Noel, 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 <laughs> that running game there from App State. I like that a lot, and I think that you're giving me 10 there in that game. I kind of lean that way. Um CJ, one other game. Let's play the music. You got the herd going to Charlotte. 14 and a half point favorite, buddy. Um, Marshall coming off a tough loss. Uh, Charlotte, you know, has been free falling. Tom Petty still out into nothing here of late. Um, interesting game. Marshall's got to have this one to keep hope, hope their hopes alive there in the CUSA East division. I think they can pull it off very easily because of the, the defense from Charlotte. Marshall's really started to play some good defense. Um, as long as they don't turn the football over, I like the herd. I like him to cover. Although the hook is a very um, dangerous proposition, I think, but I love the under at 61 in the, in the hook. Chris Reynolds, a quarterback, is good for Charlotte, but they just haven't been the same team since they took that big L to FAU 
and kind of lost control of the destiny in the East Division. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think this is a good bounce back rebound spot here uh, for Marshall. I, I will say this though: there were a couple of things that jumped off that back and kind of looked at the UAB game. The first thing was is your boy Gamage finally got in the end zone. So, yes, he did. A nice little screen pass there. But two things jumped off at me, and I think this is kind of indicative of where Marshall is, and I think it's why it plays well in forum. Rashid Ali, 16 carries, 41 yards. Can't have it. They just and, literally tried to run into the middle of the line all game, but they're going to be very excited to take on that Charlotte rush defense and not UAB. Correct. And, but and, and what I and the reason I say that is is I think they have to run the ball because I think the formula right now for Marshall, if it requires Wells to drop back and throw the ball 39 to 40 times, that's not a recipe that Huff wants. Um, because I th- that team's not built that way. Um, no, they were not because they weren't constructed that way under Doc. And I think you're right about that. And I think he kind of figured that out. Although they do have a lot of weapons and they throw the ball well, the problem was for him last week. Just when you can't run the ball, you can't create that balance, and then it puts your puts your offensive lineman on a little bit of a an island, and um, that's not something that anybody wants to have happen. No, and 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 UAB is a really good, you know, their their rush defense is really good, um, but it allows them to kind of get a lot more creative in the secondary with their coverages. Um, I don't expect that to be the issue with Charlotte because you know they their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Um, so no, I, I like Marshall to rebound here, get to get to seven and four, and and kind of get, you know, get a, get a shot there, get to eight and four, and you know, play for a championship there. potentially. I mean, the big game will be coming with Western Kentucky. Um, yeah, Marshall gets that win; they'll play for the championship. Uh, winner take all next Saturday in Huntington, assuming Marshall gets this one done. Also, on this note, though, CJ Marshall last time they went down to Charlotte took an L. Allowed Charlotte to get their first ever bowl berth, and they had the infamous club dub uh, celebration where they had the mascot heads, and it just got wild up in there inside the locker room in Richardson Stadium. I think Marshall remembers that some of these guys that was on this team, and uh, they will hopefully Charlotte won't be booking any trips to the Bahamas after this game Saturday. Give me the herd, uh, definitely. They hooked those interesting, I will say, and again the under for sure. So, anything else on that one, CJ, before we play the music? No, I got none. Let's get a little thunderstruck. All right, CJ, so we talked about that. Now let's get to the two bigger games at 3.30 here before we get into the nightcaps. Um, do you want to roll with the number two team in the country in the CFP committee or who the true number two team in the country should be? Oh, you know me. I'll just go with the true number two. Oh, we know it. Let's go to Nippert, the SMU Mustangs, the Ponies, coming in there to face the, the Bearcats, Luke Fickle squad. The number the two, the true number two team in the country. That is a tongue twister, buddy. Um, although Cincinnati's sitting fifth in the in the CFP, they're a 10-point favorite. The line is in terms of the total 65 and the hook. Where are you thinking in this one, CJ? Do you think SMU now coming off the win against UCF 55-28 kind of found themselves again? 
or do you think Cincinnati's really ready to rock and roll this weekend? Yeah, I feel like Cincinnati's really rocked and locked in and ready to roll. Um, this is going to be, this one to me is going to be a fun one. Um, really, uh, the the Mountaineer game. Hey CJ, 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 do me a favor, do that again because your your mic cut out and like I've been noticing when I hear it that way when it when it comes back recording, we have to redo it. So read okay. redo that first little part again. Okay. No, I expect Cincinnati to come in uh, locked and loaded um, and ready to roll. Um, but this one's going to be a fun one to kind of tune in and watch. I'm hoping to be able to really jump into it. Hopefully West Virginia's, you know, ice Texas by then completely. And because um, this is a really good offense that SMU has coming in against a really, really good defense in Cincinnati. Um, so that, that matchup to me is very, very intriguing. SMU loves to throw it all around the yard. Cincinnati gives up virtually nothing in the past game. So this one's going to be kind of a fun one to watch. Um, but I expect Desmond Ritter uh, to have another big game um, at home. Nippert's going to be rocking. They know what's in front of them. It's senior day up there. So give me the Bearcats. You know, CJ, I, I agree with you, buddy. I will say this, though. I think there's a possibility – for SMU to get the cover in this thing, but Cincinnati get the win. Cincinnati's been playing a lot of tight games of late. Um, Tanner Mordecai definitely can sling it around. Uh, I will say this, though. Desmond Ritter has this just innate quality to make plays and to figure out ways to win football games, and I think he will again. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if SMU is able to cover that 10, especially if he can maybe take um, that total of 65.5. I don't want no part of. No, I think no. Cincinnati's just better at playing their game and finding a way to win. I mean, Jerome Ford, I mean, his season's been fantastic. He did not play against South Florida, though, so hopefully he's back and ready to roll here for SMU in this big contest. Um, we'll make life a lot easier on Ritter. In the end, though, CJ, I'm hoping that Cincinnati continues this role, and uh, I think Fickle and the boys will be ready to go, although that 10 is very, very uh, – it's just it's it's a dangerous dangerous spot I think in terms of if you really want to take Cincinnati on the bet I'd like him in the game but the bet at ten just feels a little too big. Yeah, I mean it does feel like kind of a big number, um, but like I said, with senior with it being senior day, them understanding what's still ahead of oh, us. Oh, it wouldn't shock me either though. I mean Cincinnati to win by two no. touchdowns easily for um, sure. You know, so that that's kind of why I lean that way. But I'm with you. I wouldn't touch that over or under total with your money. Hey, buddy, don't worry. You can bring it. You can touch it if you like with my money. Um, but but at the same time, it, it's it's tough. That's a tough one for sure. Um, let's go to the other 330 contest. It's kind of big, and it involves the CFP's number two team. Uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide at Brian Denny against number 21, Arkansas. Um, seven and three, 20 and a half. And CJ, by the way, SMU is better than Arkansas, I think, truthfully. Um, yet Arkansas is a team that's ranked, and SMU's not. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe I'm just it's a it's real late, and I'm just sitting here wanting SMU to have the 21 beside their name, and Arkansas not. But Alabama is a 20 and a half point favorite, and we're off that sidebar. Um, Woo pick Suey having a great year. KJ Jefferson's had a hell of a season. Um, both these quarterbacks have only thrown three picks. The total's 58, buddy. Do you give Arkansas a chance to hang around? I think I might. 
Yeah, I might. Um, I do agree with you that I think SMU is better a better team than Arkansas. I just I I think they might be able to hang around. My question is going to be defensively: can can Arkansas stand up and fight long enough? Um, I, I think they might. CJ, their yeah. secondary isn't bad. They as long as they're able to kind of slow down the run a little bit, I could see this game being very. LSU like in the way both these teams played LSU in you know in this month. I mean, Arkansas won sixteen to thirteen in overtime, and Bama won twenty to fourteen. Bama's not been great this month, and I know we're picking them apart big time, but they haven't been great since the A and M game. Um, Arkansas, you know, had a comeback win against Mississippi State. They won on the road in LSU in overtime. Um, and they fought tooth and nail versus Mississippi. They're playing better. And I do like this, though, CJ. And I think the key is, can Arkansas run the football on Bama? Because if they can, I think they really do have a chance to cover this spread. And I really like them to cover 20 in the hook. Not 100 on the money line, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's going to come down to whether or not Arkansas can run the ball. Um, because Bama gives up absolutely nothing in the run game. Um and if they can't, I just don't know if Jefferson is quite there with his arm um, to be able to take over a game. Um, it's, I think it's a fair statement, CJ. And so that that's kind of why I lean that way. Um, Arkansas has got to find a way to be able to run the ball. If they get absolutely nothing out of their run game, if Alabama does what they've done to everybody, which is shut it down, it's, it's going to be a very long day for Arkansas. Oh, absolutely. I think you're 100% correct about that. It really comes down to can Arkansas find a way um, to take on this Bama rush defense, and I think they might be able to. I mean, it's strength versus strength, right? I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Let's get to some four o'clockers there, CJ. Um, And I don't want to hit too much on these because I think they're all kind of eh type games, even the ones with ranked teams. You've got Florida, Missouri. um, Mizzou's an eight-and-a-half point dog on the road – or you got Florida, Missouri. Missouri's an eight-and-a-half point uh, dog at home. I kind of like that, especially after the way Florida played defense last week. You got UConn um, getting 30 in the hook against UCF. It's going to be a pissed-off UCF. Uh, TCU, by the way, CJ, 21-point favorite against Kansas. Kind of like that. Kind of like some of these dogs here, CJ. Not going to lie. Um, and then you got Georgia Southern at home. Is a 20-point dog against BYU. Syracuse, NC State, by the way. Uh, the Wolfpack ranked 20th. You never turn your back on the Wolfpack. 11.5-point favorite against Syracuse. Any of those games kind of catch your eye? Um, the Syracuse-NC State one a little bit. Um, just because uh, that 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 quarterback matchup's you know, a pretty pretty good one. And, and Trader and Leary. Um you know, Syracuse trying to get bowl eligible. Um, and, and here's kind of the crazy stat line. Syracuse is eight and two against the spread. Hmm. Don't, don't know if it's worth a shit, but you know. Hey, get... Eight and two versus the spread tells me something here, CJ, is that they typically do. Now, I know one of the weeks they didn't go and we beat the spread was last week versus Louisville. They looked terrible. Maybe they bounce back and wake um, you know, force is kind of a hangover effect there on NC State. 
coming off that tough loss there at Truist last weekend. I will say this too. NC State's ability um, to slow down the run and is going to be really tested versus Syracuse's ability to run the football. Does Schrader have the ability to do so? If he does, give him a chance for sure uh, because I think that Syracuse can and will score a few points and definitely be better off than they were last week against Louisville. Um, very intriguing, especially if that number keeps going up before the game kicks off. 11 and a half feels pretty good for Syracuse, honestly, CJ. Um, and another game, though, at four o'clock, I do want to hit on. I love Kansas plus 21, by the way, buddy. Oh, I'll yeah. say that right now. Um, a four o'clock or two to that game, I know you want to talk about real quick and your boys in Liberty. The boys in the Sissy Blue, my boy Don Delaney's crew there, Chip Kelly and the boys are taking on USC fight on USC four and five. I absolutely love seeing that record there beside them. UCLA is a three and a half point favorite though. Um, do you think DTR uh, finds a way there to get UCLA the win? They move to seven and four and then they've got a chance to, to close it out next Saturday versus Cal and be eight and four heading into the bowl games. Slight chance. I think still though, by the way, CJ for them to win the PAC 12 South as well. Yeah. If Utah were to lose twice, that's a big yeah. if, though. Yeah, they've 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 got an outside shot there. Yeah, I, I like UCLA to get the better of that rivalry, um, and get to seven and four, um, you know, and and really kind of send the Trojan fan base over the edge. Um, that total is sixty five and a half, by the way. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like that over. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning that way. Um, I don't know if I use. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. I don't love it. Love it, um, CJ. But I, I do love your your Kansas plus twenty one. I, and I and I kind of want to see if they can get two in a row for the first time in probably two decades. I mean, it had been almost six thousand days since they won a road game in the league. Back to the days of Mangino in two thousand and eight, CJ. I mean, that's. Ooh. Let's put it this way: that is absolutely absurd. Um, and, and and I'll say this, I mean, Chad Morris, you know, does he rebound? Does he play better than he did last week against Oklahoma State? I'd imagine he will. Um, I'll definitely take I'll definitely take Kansas plus 21, especially if I can get a little more steam on it throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. CJ, you hit me real quick with some Liberty, Louisiana, because I think it's worth talking about. You got a 9-1 Raging Cajuns team going to a 7-3 and Liberty playing down there. You know, at Williams Stadium, man, tell me a little bit about this game. And I'm not going to argue with you at all because I'll be honest with you. It feels like Louisiana with a four and a half point uh, spread there as being the dog feels kind of like a team I want to back. But tell me why I shouldn't and be all over Liberty. I mean, Levi Lewis and Malik Willis is going to be a matchup at the quarterback position. Yeah, this one's going to be fun to watch. Um, watch those two guys play at quarterback. Um, I like Liberty at home here um, simply just because uh, they're coming off the lost old miss. You get the bye week, um, kind of get an opportunity there. Now there is some swirling there about Hugh Freeze being on some short lists for jobs. Um, and he's not real come out real definitively against any of those, but he didn't really like What's year. the best job that he's, that he's rumored for right now, CJ? Um, I've heard him rumored for LSU. That's the one that's really picked up the most steam. Um, Intriguing spot. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know if he's really all that interested. Who knows? He didn't say anything last year either. And 
nothing ever came of it. So who knows? Hugh's a different dude. Who knows? Um, I know he really likes it in Lynchburg um, and loves what they're building there. So who knows? Who's that? That's just a kind of wait and see. Uh, who knows? Um, Can you but, say it one more time for me? Yeah. It, it, he hasn't said anything. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping you'd say who knows one more time. CJ. Oh, yeah. Who, <laughs> who, who knows? Who who knows? Um, um, but and I, who knows who's going to win that game, though? Really, I mean, it's going to be tight. It, it is. Both defenses are good. They're not. They, both defenses don't really give up a lot of points. You know, I mean, they're Liberty, both not great against the run, though. But they're both solid against the pass. Yeah, both I mean, these the teams like is, to run is, the football. I mean, yeah, I feel like I mean, that hook. At, I feel like the total CJ at fifty three is worth looking at. Maybe the under because you get like a 28 24 game yeah i mean i could really see that i mean liberty's defense goes down to old miss and matt corral and that explosive offense and they only gave up 27 so granted they were all early and old miss kind of sat on the football correct but still i mean to, to buckle in and 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 keep that thing close and try and give your offense an opportunity like that that says a lot um but you know this cajun squad is a good one but like I said, had a week to kind of get ready, get get the guys refocused. I think Hugh's going to have them them fired up to go. Uh, Malik Willis, Malik Willis makes a one one or two more plays than Lewis does, and, and give me give me give me the flames. Uh, the hook scares me on that, but give me Liberty minus four and a half. Shoot, heck of a football game, CJ. I'm. Definitely going to try and find a way to listen to some of that on my way back from Morgantown for sure. Um, the next contest I want to get into, 5.30 contest on FS1. A weird time for sure. Um, FS1's got a few of them this week that are a little odd. Number 11, Baylor, goes to the Little Apple, Manhattan. The Purple Cats, climbing and the boys have now won four straight games. They're a one-point favorite in this game. And you know what we say, CJ, when the unranked team spot the ranked team, you tank the unranked team for sure as the as the favorite. I kind of like K-State the way they played last week. If Baylor makes mistakes, Kansas State won't. And I think Kansas State's got the ability here to, to really rev up and win this football game with Deuce Vaughn on the ground. Baylor, I feel like, is is in such a is in such a um, a high over beating Oklahoma last week that they could kind of slip up in this thing. Um, here, although Baylor has everything to play for, because if Oklahoma were to lose, obviously they take over the opportunity and would get re- a redemption opportunity against Gundy and the Pokes in the Big Twelve title. Yeah, this one's kind of kind of an intriguing game. Um, no, it's not kind of; it is intriguing. Well, it it is, and it, it here's the one that's as I was looking at this one, the thing that stands out to me in this one is Baylor two thirty seven and a half on the ground, so two mm-hmm. two thirty eight yards a game rushing. Kansas State one hundred and thirteen is all they're giving up. I'm I'm with you. I like K State at home. They don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. They look so much different offensively with Skylar Thompson back there, the ninth-year senior or whatever he is. But, I mean, but, you know, CJ though, God, he's Donovan McNabb yeah. all over again. The only there, thing, though, the only thing in this one is that if Baylor doesn't make mistakes, does Kansas State make enough plays to win? And I'm not, I'm not a thousand percent sure about that. 
See, and, I, and I'm with you on that if Baylor doesn't make the mistakes. But what's we, what have we seen from Bohannon now for the last three weeks? Throws a pick. Throws yeah, a but pick. I think you can get away Turn with throwing. You can get away with throwing one pick, but it's I don't know. I mean, they did have two last week against Baylor against Oklahoma there, so that's what I'm saying. He's starting to get kind of turnover prone now. While now yep. the difference is Baylor has the talent to overcome the turnovers, where West Virginia doesn't quite have that yet. That's well, and the difference. It also is Kansas State going to block another punt. Um, there's other things to kind of get into there. It should I be don't a... know, man. K-State and Beamer Bowl seem to kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> I mean, man, it's it, – the and also, too, for Baylor, New Year's six games still on the line. Kansas State, you know, I, I just – I don't know, CJ, a weird feeling about it, man. The guys out in the desert know what they're typically doing, and for them to be a favorite in this thing makes me think that there's a reason behind it. Um, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I'm taking K-State minus one. Philip Brooks makes a play late that wins it. Hey, Philip Brooks or Deuce Vaughn, one or the other, definitely. Yeah. Um, and they'll be rocking at Bill Snyder Stadium um, in that little weird little mid-afternoon to late evening window. Um, CJ, a couple games at 7 real quickly, or 7, seven seven thirty, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, Auburn, South Carolina. Auburn coming off the just absolute debacle finish there for them last week against Mississippi State. Seven and a half point favorite going to Williams Bryce to take on the Gamecocks. I have a weird feeling that South Carolina is going to play in that football game and play well, hang around with them, although they're just so limited um, in certain spots. But they did play well against Missouri as well. 44 in the hook is the spread. I like the over in this game, um, CJ. It's very good. South Carolina might struggle to help you, but I do think you see that over somehow, some way get there. Um, the other game, CJ, do you take the candy and take Vandy plus 36 down there in the Grove? Ole Miss got the big one last week. I mean, they can score a ton of points, and they're eyeing that opportunity. It's Matty Corral's last game. Do you think Ole Miss, though, is maybe hung over just a touch from that big win in the game day experience versus, uh, versus A&M? Is hell no a strong enough word? I think it's strong enough. So you're taking you're taking lane train plus the thirty six, or excuse me, lane train minus the thirty six. Yeah, Matt Corral, Matt Corral could throw for a billion yards. He might. He just might. <laughs> um, what do you think about the Auburn South Carolina? I was trying to figure out how that's a seven o'clock ESPN game. To be completely honest with you, um, um, probably because they really want to put get a lot of eyeballs to the uh, seven thirty kick there on ABC. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I'm with you. I, Auburn defensively um, is can make this really tough on South Carolina. Um, and obviously there's a lot swirling around them too with the VT job now open. Obviously Shane Beamer's dad, Frank Beamer, a lot of history there. I know Shane's come out and said South Carolina is his dream job and all that, but – Yeah, come on. Yeah, let, let's – let, let's pump the brakes. No, yeah. South Carolina has never been anybody's dream job. So, um, <sighs> I, I do think probably I, right. Other than Neil Brown, according to, uh, according to Brad Smith at VOM, uh, Brad Smith can go suck a donkey dick. Oh, um, I love it. I love it. We'll hear more from him later on here in a few weeks. Yeah. On the, uh, um, on the West Virginia pod. We're, we're coming for you, Brad. 
but no, g- give me Auburn uh, to get to seven and four. Um, I just I think defensively that's going to be the difference for them. Um, and like I said, Ole Miss to severely handle business against Vandy. I think so. I think so as well, CJ. Um, a game that Quincy picked uh, VT Miami two five and five teams. It's just wild to think that that's a game that now is like on that level, right? Just it's like kind of like eh, it really doesn't matter. Um, but I like Van Dyke. Uh, Virginia Tech is an absolute dumpster fire offensively, and Fuentes is no longer the coach. So, yeah, um, let's let's go ahead and roll with the Hurricanes there. Um, yeah, and, and this, this has the, the probably one of the ever typed on ESPN. If you read the the pre the very start of the article for this game is literally this. Somebody is going to earn bowl eligibility. Somebody is going to fall deeper into misery. <laughs> like That's all we need to say. Literally no other better way to put it. That's all we need to say. Um, CJ, I'm circling back to the Oregon-Utah game. I'd like to talk about that a little bit to close. Um, so do you like Boise at 9 o'clock, minus 27 against the Lobos? Or do you like Fun Row? I know Quincy did plus 29 down in Death Valley. Pepper the gumbo. Due to Tigers get within one game of bow eligibility in Coach O's last season on the sidelines of Death Valley. Yeah, is this one's kind of fun. I, I, I actually really am leaning with uh, what Q had on this one, too. Um, They've been I, playing I, a lot better, you know, Monroe has. Granted, have, it's not the same level of competition of LSU, but still they have been. Correct. Yeah, they have been playing better, and they beat your um, Liberty Flames too. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, that was heartbreaking. Um, Sorry, yeah. buddy. No, it's fine. It, it's fair. <laughs> it, it's it, it, it's fair because had Man, Liberty found a way to beat Old Miss, I'd have been giving you hell. So you know, fair. CJ, fair. do I do I need to? Okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you're right. You would have. Um, we'll, we'll move on from that, buddy. It, it seemed like it was kind of hard for you. Okay, it, it um, was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like Monroe to you know to stay within thirty on this one. That's a, that's such a big number, and that um, steam might go up even a little bit before nine o'clock on the deuce as well. Yeah, it could. Um, like I said, I, I think uh, there's no doubt in my mind LSU wins this thing, but twenty nine is just such a big number, um, especially considering Monroe's been playing better. And I just I don't know. I just. I have a hard time laying that kind of amount of points unless, you know, Trevor Lawrence is walking out to be your quarterback. Yeah, probably fair, CJ. Another 8 o'clocker there, Wyoming, Utah State. Utah State at home, only a five-and-a-half point favorite. Wyoming has the funkiest lines ever. Every week, the fighting Josh Allens in that brown and gold. My dad's Cowboys. Um, You know, it's always weird. They play weird games. Utah State's been playing some really good football, though. Uh, they've won. They've won all of their last five games, I believe. CJ, they are winners of actually, yep, five in a row. They lost to BYU in a tough one in Boise back in September uh, last week. You know, last weekend there of the of that month there, and they've been playing good football. I really do like Utah State, um, but that that's a weird line, very very weird line. They are seven and three versus the spread as well. I mean, you got to love old Logan Bonner at quarterback there for Utah State as they kind of continue to try and kind of cement it out there and, and take home that mountain division and get a chance for San Diego State or Fresno in that conference championship game. 
yeah, I'm with you. I, I like Utah State here at home. And Utah State probably has arguably one of the best wide receivers that literally probably nobody knows about in Devin Tompkins. Uh, the kid has had just – I mean, he he's had a year that yeah, I think if he played at any other school, especially a Power 5 school, he'd be in the Bolitnikov conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it, it happens at those levels yards. sometimes, man. It really does. I mean, what it, you said, yeah, crazy. It, it doesn't. It, it's it's insane. But he's seventy seven catches, over fourteen hundred yards, eight touchdowns. Like the guy's putting up gaudy numbers. And that, it reminds me of Troy Utah's. Edwards at Louisiana Tech back in the day. Yeah, no, that that's a fair comp. Um, CJ, we've got. I want to get the last ten thirty game in. Because it's Herm and he plays to win the game seven and three versus a six and four Oregon State team out there in the Pac 12. Um, totals 59. Uh, Oregon State's been playing some pretty good football this season. They lost a tight one to Colorado, which really hurt them. They lost a cow, which was bad. I mean, they're playing better. I do think, I do think Arizona State's the better team, but yet they've kind of disappointed as well this season. Um, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I like the fighting Herm Edwards to get to eight and three. Oregon State um, kind of feels like they got the big win against Utah. You felt real like I mean they felt like okay, this team's gonna you know really have something to say. Then you completely fumble over yourself against Cal, lose the tight one against Colorado. I, I now, will they, say I that the ship. now they did get yep. the ship righted against Stanford, but I just I I. I I don't go against Herm. It's it's hard it's hard to do. Although I will say they're in Corvallis and they've got a chance to you know get ready for Oregon the next week. That could actually hurt them though. I think Arizona State wins this, beats Arizona, which I think there's no doubt about. They finish nine and three, and you never know. They with and if some things happen to Utah here down the stretch could still maybe find their way into the championship, although very doubtful. Um, but her and them will play to win the game. So now, CJ, the Pac-12 game that we kind of are going to circle back to, and that's the big one. Oregon goes to Utah. Utah's a three-point favorite, and the Ducks sit at number three in the playoff poll, 58 and a half is the total. I mean, we're closer than we were. We've kind of been, we've kind of been eyeing Utah all week. Quincy's trying to tell us not to because he's saying the Ducks are on a mission. What are you thinking? Well, I didn't get a chance to say this when he picked it because, you know, it was being nice because Q's my boy. I love that guy. But I'm going to do it to him here. Not so fast, my friend. You should have done it in the moment, CJ, but I'm going to go ahead and allow you to do it. I'll allow you now. Not so fast, my friend. Utah, as we have said it, a couple of times and you were probably the one that coined it and I will give it to you, but rising from the ashes. Camera rising. I love this team. I love what they have been able to do ever since the beginning of the year. And then the whole debacle there with Corey Brewer, who Charlie, 
Charlie Brewer. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I got no respect. Corey Brewer was a good guard for Florida, man. Basketball is one at the same time. It happens. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I used to have respect for Brewer. Now I have so much lack of respect for him. I can't even remember his first name. There That's you fair. go. That's fair. You know, you don't quit on your team. But Utah, this thing's at home. They've been playing really well. Oregon is fool's gold. Give me the Utes plus three and to give us some chaos. Hey, I mean, if they do, it really changes things. I also saw tonight that Anthony Brown is a finalist for the O'Brien Trophy. Could not believe that. Although he's had a good year. I mean, 12 touchdowns through the year, eight on the ground, four interceptions. Like, I don't think of him as one of the nation's best quarterbacks. I think Rising's a better quarterback in this own game. Love Travion Thomas running the football. I just – I have this feeling, CJ, that Utah is going to be extremely fired up for this one. And like you said, Oregon's eh, – just, you know, they continue to win games. They've been right there. Um, it's going to be a fun one to watch. And the weather as of now, CJ, we talked about it when we – this was with, with Q – it's 50 degrees and rain potentially in Salt Lake. Could change things a little bit. Uh, I think Utah's a little a little bit more gritty and grimy. Although Mario Cristobal has kind of changed that, the way people look at the program there for Oregon. I mean, going to be the game, game of the week and potentially game of the year in terms of how it affects the playoff. Because if Oregon wins this, I don't think Oregon State beats them. And I really don't think... I don't know. I mean, Utah obviously could come back and beat them again, so maybe it doesn't change it. But Utah at home, best chance to do it, obviously, here. Um, and then we really could have some fun when we bring out the rankings here in a couple weeks. CJ, we didn't talk about Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. That's almost the second week we forgot one that's a big one. I love Gundy's pokes. That just shows how much little respect they get in the nation. We almost did it, and we love the Gundy and the pokes. I think they roll over Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech's a team – that is not worth the shit that's on the paper that they're on. Somehow they're six and four, and I don't get it at all. They went on a 62 yard field goal versus Iowa State. Unbelievable. They survived versus West Virginia. Um, I mean, hell, they could have, they should have beat Kansas State, though, too. I still don't buy them at all. Um, they gave up 70 points to Texas before, like, the wheels fell off with the Longhorns. Uh, I mean, in the end, right? I mean, Gundy and the Pokes are going to absolutely blow the doors off them, correct? And that total sitting at 56 and a half, I mean, I just don't see Oklahoma State scoring that many points two weeks in a row, and I think you're going to need some help from the Red Raiders to get there. Yeah, I, I love Gundy and the Pokes here, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I like the over, and I'm simply for this reason, is as Texas Tech defensively um, just has has not been good. Um you know, the last couple of weeks, they gave up 52 to OU, 41 or 38 to, you know, Iowa State. They're giving up points. And to me, what Gundy did last week, putting up 63, was kind of him coming back to this. Okay, you're not going to give us respect. We're just going to go freaking take it. And another opportunity to do so, being at night, you know, and Texas Tech relies on running the football. Um, and I don't think they're going to be able to run it, you know, under the lights there at Jones Stadium, that Fox telecast. Oklahoma State is 88.4 yards a game, and Texas Tech relies on that run just a little too much. And and I think you got a good point there, CJ, about them going out and taking the respect. I do think they will. 
They're also eight and two versus the spread. Just something to look at. Um, Warren has had an amazing year. Spencer Sanders is starting to play some good football at the right time. And, you know, at the same time that the Utah game's going on, if Oklahoma State's putting on a show and Utah's finding a way to beat Oregon, that could really flip, like you said, the rankings and get a lot of chaos involved. I imagine Oklahoma State's going to have a opportunity to have a big jump this week heading into that game versus Bedlam next week. Do they look ahead? I don't think so. Um, and mainly, I just don't think Texas Tech has the goods to really pull this thing off. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I it, It's tough to have a look-ahead spot when you're getting disrespected the way you are. Yeah, when they're getting disrespected. And, and Gundy's got a very senior-laden team there, especially defensively. I mean, you look up and down that roster on the defensive side. Um, it's redshirt junior, redshirt junior, senior, redshirt senior. I mean, he's he's got so much leadership, I think, within that locker room outside of the coaching staff that they're not going to allow that to happen. I agree, CJ. And I think that'll be a great, great opportunity for them two weeks in a row to be on the on the, you know, in prime time and show people what what's up with the post program. And then CJ, we'll come back here Tuesday night uh, with with some committee members. Uh, we got we're gonna have a new one uh, that we'll we'll let him we'll let him kind of introduce himself. But he, he's a very knowledgeable guy, and he was the guy who brought the question uh, to the Pickham last week. Um, excuse me, <clears throat> he's the guy who brought the uh, the question, the trivia question. Should be joining us, and we might have another cast of characters. And of course, we've got the uh, the head honcho of the committee coming back in three weeks there in, in Quincy. Yeah, absolutely. He's all he's all stoked and excited for that, and we're we're excited to have him. Definitely a friend of the program, and he's always going to be welcome to pull up a chair on the porch. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. And so, man, CJ, you know what that means? We're going to talk a little bit to Copernicus here. Here comes the money. Enjoy your college football weekend. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So, Zach, you're back out here, man. 500 week, still a game and a half up in the regular season standings. Two weeks to go, plus the conference championship. How you feeling, man? Well, came back down to earth a little bit, but still, uh, still a nice little chunk left to go. Still managed to stay ahead of you, so I'm feeling all right. Hey, I'm I'm nipping at your heels, though, buddy. You keep saying that every week, but eventually but right, you're going to have to stop hey, nipping and start eating something. Well, I'm right there, okay? I had a 3-4-1 week, okay? wasn't my fault that I got emotional with the herd on the money line there and, and the points. I should have just taken the under like I knew I should have. It would have been an easy, easy win. But those mistakes happen, so you're lucky I didn't do that. And also, I'll be honest, guys, I need to be a little quicker on the trigger. I try and search for the number, and it messes CJ up the tweets. I'll try and do better. I promise. Yeah, Blaine's pretty much trying to cheat, see how these games start off. And then oh, that is bullshit, Copernicus. Uh, you know it. You uh, know it. We all see it. <laughs> Morgantown, but it's not good. What? So, obviously, me even – fucking – You let Tourette's guy on the pod. <laughs> I know, right? 
Oh, Blaine. Yeah, don't need to be careful. We're going to jail. Oh, bitch. Back. Oh, my God. Cell service sucks everywhere in the state of West Virginia. Do you know Wi-Fi? I, I do. I mean, I would recommend using that. Still doesn't matter. It should. With, with this phone. Did you get lost again? I think you did. I just heard that buzz, and I'm like, that can't be good. <laughs> no, I heard the same thing. It sounded like you got zapped by electric. Seriously. <laughs> this phone, like, short-circuited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. Oh, my God. You sound like a wilder beast in heat. Uh-huh. how I feel. Hopefully that's how Texas feels at the end of Saturday. That'd be nice. Of course, I will say this. I agree with Neil. They don't look like a team that quit. They just look like a team with some deficiencies. I mean, to get kind of I was going to say boat race, but that was just pretty much how the offenses work. But to get points hung on you like that by Kansas at your place, that's pretty tough. That's a tough look. Yeah, it is. Kansas made a ton of plays, though. I mean, like that. And then, you know, I, I love the fact that they went for it in overtime. Like, screw it. We're Kansas. We got nothing to lose. Let's go get it. That's exactly what I was hoping they would do. So, Blaine, are you just not coming back or what? <laughs> We're going to get the keeper rolling text here in a minute. Well, he already sent it. I thought. Or was that the one before that? That was the one before that. Yeah. I'm losing track. <laughs> I think he got put in anger jail. Well, he'll be there until the morning, I guess. <laughs> I'm not posting his bail. Yeah, I'm not either. We just put down a down pay. We just put down a security deposit and first month's rent on a townhouse. I ain't got it. Hey, fellas. Hey. hey, he posted I'm, his own bail. I'm back. Twitter jail, Twitter jail, anchor jail got me on. Well done. Where are we? Well, uh, we're getting ready to start a GoFundMe page for your bail. Oh, cool. <laughs> for my self service. Yeah. Where, where, where can we pick it up at? Now, Which, uh, I mean, this is thing. the back end of the pod with leans. I mean, if you want to roll with it, we can. Last thing I said was something about feeling good about. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, it was it, feeling good, and then it was where you said you were nipping at his heels, and he was like, "Yeah, you say that every week." Oh uh, well, I am because I always am, Zach. That's the deal. And you, you know that trying. you can keep trying to nip, but here I sit at the top. You do. So hey, I'm let's lonesome. let's go ahead and get into it then. Do you have some leans? I have a few. I'm not going to go with eight leans this time around. I'm just going to go with a handful because, as usual, my research is not uh, so plentiful at this point in the week. 
But so first, early. Yeah, still early. Got some time. First one that kind of caught my eye, the Clemson-Wake Forest game. Now, Clemson being favored by four and a half, even in Death Valley. It's kind of weird. Not overly impressive this year, but kind of looking a little better here recently, but it helps when you play UConn, right? Although, also, that was one of my dubs last week. Got that UConn cover. Love that shit. Hey, got that push with that over-under in that game, by the way. That's tough. But yeah, I, I got the same thing. And it was 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 it not weird to see Clemson in all purple? Because usually Dabo saves that for games that mean something. I mean, who's to say that doesn't mean something? Well, hey, they had to win that UConn game, buddy. If you lose that, the whole the whole program goes down to shitter. Okay. Didn't they ever think UConn would be a purple game, but okay. Make or break win. So that spread is what interests me. That 57, I'd say over on the 57 between those two. Wake Forest puts up serious points, and at least Clemson's been able to show some semblance of offense the past few weeks. So they could they could make that happen, I think. Hey, and Zach, I'll tell you this, man. You talk about serious points. You know, Zach, you talk about serious points. And Sam Hartman, I mean, a kid every week. And he finds a way to win every game. The only time he didn't win was against Sam Howe, who is also one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So, I mean, just think if they wouldn't have lost that game to UNC right now. I mean, where would we be? I mean, that'd be wild. Yeah, I mean, Harpin doesn't play defense. I mean, yeah, just needed one stop. Hey, but what do we know, though? And what's the rule? When a unranked team is spotting a ranked team, we know what we do. Take Clemson. They're going to win the game on Saturday. That's all right. I thought we were doing my lanes, not yours. You are. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Stick me on the over, and that's as far as I'm going. I'm not trusting Clemson or Wake Forest in that game. But I think there will <laughs> be some points scored, and I can, I can rely on that. You might. You might be able to rely on that. What, what's that total again, Zach? 56 and a half? 57. 57 okay. by mine, 56 and a half for you. That's even better. I like it, man. We'll, we'll see where it comes to Saturday. I like it. So what else we got there, brother? That's a noon kick, by the way. Yep, that's a nooner. I'll go to a three thirty one for the next. And I'm looking at Minnesota, Indiana at Indiana. Minnesota favored by seven. I think that Minnesota will cover on that one. Minnesota, not really any sure or any reason in particular I'm feeling that way, but just to lean in the back of my mind, I'm like, hey, why not? That's most of the reason I make my picks anyway, and it's gotten me this far. I like it. Personally, I like it. I think Minning is kind of still in the back of their in, – in the in the race. Ranger agrees, and um, he's producing tonight. AJ's on off duty. Um, so, row the boat, Scotty Ma, go Gophers. I like where your head's at there, Zach. Row the boat. Row the boat. Oh. I should stay away from SMU and Cincinnati probably because both of them have kind of screwed me in multiple ways. How about – UVA and Pitt, spread of 66. I can see that overhitting. As long as Armstrong is back for Virginia. Which, did he play last week? I can't remember if he played he against Notre Dame. He did not. Was did it Notre not. Dame they played? Yep, and he okay. did not play. So, if he's back this week, I, I think that over could definitely hit because both of those teams have been putting up a lot of points. Worth looking at come Saturday for sure. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be keeping an eye on that. And I'll – let me see if I can find you one – for a later game. Let me just go with Utah. Hello? 
Can you hear me? Fucking Christ. Indeed. Mm, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. God bless. Anchor tonight, man. Kill let, me, uh, let me go with a late game for you for my fourth lean, and I'll keep it at that. Looking at Oregon at Utah, not in Provo, as I've said in the past. It's my bad. Yeah, those boys in BYU will not be happy about that, Zach. That's on me. But Utah's favored by three. That's the night game on ABC. Should be a huge one. I'm going to take Utah to cover and upset the Ducks. Knock them out of playoff contention for the time being. Oh, it's it's over once they lose. Not for the time being. It's over. No questions I would, asked. I would I would say you're probably right, but still some still some craziness left out there. You never know. I doubt sure. two losses is going to get you there, but crazier things have happened. Yeah, as I'm saying, two of the games you're leaning there on, Zach, our uh, our celebrity picker actually was was involved in in those two, the the Pitt Virginia or the Pitt game, and then obviously the Utah Oregon game. I'm glad I'm leaning the way of the the esteemed guest. Yeah, that is true. The Q man. Hold on, he liked Oregon though, CJ. Yeah, he did like he did like Oregon. I just yeah, I mean he but those were those were two games that he uh he went with and decided to, he decided to go with the uh the, the, the boys up there in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he did he did like Pitt. So, I mean if Armstrong doesn't play, you gotta feel like Pitt minus fourteen in the hook is a good play. But if he does play, I'm taking the Cavs all day. Yeah, that's a nice UBA cover. Yeah. So, real quick, though, I was looking at it. I was kind of – I didn't think Zach would go this way, but any interest in Kansas plus 21 at TCU? You want anybody – you want TCU plus 21 at all? Well, I mean, TCU's spotting 21 to Kansas. So, I mean – Oh, excuse me, CJ. My bad. I, I came on the back end there. Yeah. Bryce, I mean, Bryce called. I'm not saying I'm going that way, but mm. Zach, any last leans before we get you out of here, man? Oh, let me see if I can give you one more fun one. Um, just because Hawaii late night, 11 p.m. Eastern, <laughs> Colorado State on the road, taking two and a half. I'm gonna. I want to say Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors are gonna are gonna cover that one. Taking Hawaii, I like it, buddy. Hawaii, just Hawaii. random. Why not Hawaii? The Rainbow Warriors. That's midnight. Well, eleven o'clock special. Don't know why they went away from the eleven fifty nine kicks. Was a big fan of those. Fun times. Fun it times is. Time. <laughs> it is. Well, Zach, let me tell you. I'll look very anxiously to seeing you Saturday. Um, and uh, we'll talk about our, our picks and um, reminisce on a Mountaineer win. That's the goal, my man. Let's make that it is. happen. That is, that is, my friend. Copernicus, like I said, objects are closer than they appear in the rear mirror. Just saying. As always. Yep.
And, hey, and CJ's not as far back as we make fun of him for. Had a good week last week. I will give you that, CJ. Hey, there's no we in this. You're the one who's giving him shit, not me. You're, you're correct. You're being All humble. Well, I'm not. That's true. Good, good, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Had a good week. Now I just got to got to string two of them together. Another another crappy week, and uh, I I will be out of this thing before the bowl games arrive. Oh, and in the bowl games, the bowl games might be their own separate entity, fellas. Agreed. And we might have to take every bowl game, a total or a spread in every bowl game. Hey, last time I did that, I had a uh, had an office pool, won the whole damn thing, had the uh, national title score within one point. So, Ooh. so you're saying we should be shaking in our boots a little bit? I mean, if this season's been any indication, might might have a bit of something going here. Uh, he's smelling. Oh, we'll I'm we'll smelling see. what you're cooking there, buddy. We'll see, oh, Zach. I look forward to uh, talking to you next week, and and maybe uh, you'll be nipping at my heels. Wouldn't count on it, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll count on it. All right, brother. We'll get at you next time. Yes, sir. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money.